Greetings in Christ Jesus and welcome once again to the Twin Steeples podcast. Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota, whose main goals are to share God's saving word and to communicate the ongoing activity of Christ's kingdom here at Emmanuel. Thank you for joining us today. Today is Wednesday, June 1st. Happy June Day to you all. Not quite as exciting as May Day, but June Day. I'm your host, Pastor Joe Nauman, joined again today by Pastor Neil Radical. Pastor, it's been a few weeks, I think, since we have sat down to do this together. I think I did it last week, and you did it a couple weeks before that, and we haven't done this together for a while. So It's nice. It's nice to be able to... This is kind of our weekly meeting. Yeah. Catch yeah, up on things. Yeah, so and take a look at the schedule and yeah, all that. So, yeah. yeah, it's good to have this time together again. Glad you can join us for this time. I'd like to start with a brief devotional thought today based on Proverbs Chapter 13, verse 24, single verse. Whoever spares the rod hates his son, but he who loves him is diligent to discipline him. I have four young children, and discipline is a daily part of my life. <laughs> um, and as a parent, I can tell you that I, I don't always do it perfectly. And uh, this verse is certainly an encouragement to me to, to uh, work on proper discipline because you know I think there's a lot of uh, thoughts in the world today about uh, parenting and how would appropriately discipline your children I think there's kind of two ditches to fall down one ditch would be over disciplining and the other ditch would be under disciplining so like in so many areas of life we're kind of shooting for that that middle air ground where uh, we are disciplining our children properly not too much and not too little so you have children older than I do, Pastor. Can you help uh, guide me a little bit maybe on how to to properly discipline my children but not overdo it or underdo it? Uh, no, I can't, but <laughs> I can certainly try. It's interesting <clears throat> that this has come up more and more because I saw an interview yesterday, uh, just brief, uh, someone was interviewing a sheriff down in the Texas area, and he actually brought up discipline as, you know, why are all these shootings happening and so forth? And I was surprised to hear him talk about it really begins at home. Parents discipline their children from young age, telling them right and wrong. And you know, I think this verse, I remember seeing a seminar, a parenting seminar at one point with this Proverbs 13 verse, really focusing on that rod. And I think that's when you're talking about, I think parents are afraid of discipline today because of the whole idea of abuse. I know we were fearful of that in California, of kids getting taken away because if there was any kind of hint of laying a hand on the child, um, no, that's abuse. But I think it's important to take this proverb, sparing the rod, the point of the rod is not a weapon, but yeah, like that, what my mom used a spoon when we grew up. Mine did too. On yeah. my butt. Yeah. And anywhere else probably would have been a form of abuse, but no, she made her point with it, and she was always loving in the way she did that, and we had discussions after the fact, but it was a good reminder for for me at that point in time, and um, I think ultimately discipline changes as children get older. And the one thing that really I want to throw in there before I forget is that I've heard a lot of uh, adults with grown children I talk about that. Well, they're old enough to make their own decisions. I always like to stop and say, "No, you're still there to guide them. You're still their parent. You don't discipline them like you did when they're young." Mm-hmm. But I think right now for my teenage kids and a little bit younger. It's more of a psychological discipline, not <laughs> psychological abuse, but more like a, you know, you're not you're not paddling them anymore. I think I laughed at my mom the first time she did that when I was a teenager, and yeah. it's not the same kind of thing anymore. But um, so ultimately, the the rod there is not just the physical discipline, 
every age is going to be different, but I think as long as we have breath in our body, we are to discipline, make disciples is ultimately what I think of that word of our children, and that can be at any age. Yeah, those words, discipline and disciple, are intimately related. You know, it's, yeah. you need to be disciplined in order to be a disciple, and that, that goes hand in hand. And, you know, I think, too, what what we need to remember is that discipline is a is an act of love, and that's one of the main points this verse makes. He, uh, he who loves him is diligent to discipline. If you love your child, you will discipline him. You know, a lot of times you can think, well, love just means letting that person do whatever makes them happy, or love means uh, letting him get away with stuff. That's that's not love. That's actually hatred. He who spares the rod hates his son. So if you hate your child, you're just going to let it go. And as a parent who daily deals with discipline, it can be really easy just to let stuff slide and you know not worry about it. You know, when my kids come and uh, especially when they're at the, my kids are at the tattletaling age where it's they like blackmail each other and if you I'll go tell mom and dad if you don't do this you know and then that kind of stuff uh, is going on in my household all the time and as a parent it can be really easy for me to say I just don't want to deal with it whatever it doesn't matter um, but when I do that what God's here telling me is if, if I if I spare the rod if I just say well I'm not going to worry about it or that let you know uh, I hate my child. That's what it says. You actually hate your child if you're just going to blow it off and say, well, I don't want to deal with it today or I'm too tired. And, you know, we have a million excuses why we don't discipline our children promptly as we should. Um, but here he's saying you're hating your child if you're doing that. You're not showing love. You don't actually love your child like you claim you do if, you, if you're just going to blow this, blow this over. So how to properly discipline children is a really important uh, goal for parents. And I think especially... Um, it highlights for us the proper use of law and gospel, you know, because there are times where your child is going to be obstinate and willful and they're going to push back against you and they're not going to want, they're not going to obey and they're not going to be loving to their siblings and they're just going to uh, uh, be the sinful little child that they are, as we all are. And at that time, the law is proper. That's when God wants us to use the law to point out sin and to show them that what they've done is wrong, that they need to apologize, that that they need to make things right, um, and uh, they need to know that they're sinners. Um, And that's why God gives us the law. But then there's also going to be times where your child comes to you and they're breaking down crying and they're 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 so sorry for what they've done and they're 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 broken and they need they need comfort. And that's when you give them the gospel of Jesus Christ, you know, and, and properly using those things. When your child comes to you and they're broken and, and weeping and crying, you don't keep hammering on the law because... Suck it up. <laughs> yeah, well, you don't keep hammering on the law because the law has already worked in their hearts, you know, and, and so they need to hear that gospel. However, when they're being obstinate and, and willful and pushing back and, and disobedient, um, you don't give them the gospel at that point because they're, they're not ready for it, though they need to be broken down by the law. And I think that's what, you know... It, it works on a small scale for little children. That's a neat thing about law and gospels. It applies whether you're two or a hundred. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what you still work as you talked about as your children get into those teenage years. The law and gospel still works. <laughs> yeah. you know, and all the way into adulthood for us as well. Um, the law and gospel still is is how we need to approach these things. And, and yes, that can involve physical discipline in, in the case of the rod there. And again, that makes me think of Psalm 23, right? Your rod and your staff, they comfort me, you know. It sounds funny when you really think about it. You know, the rod that a shepherd uses, he doesn't use that rod to, you know, metaphorically, you know, take away a, a sheep's video game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, he, he whacks that sheep because the sheep's going the wrong way. God uses a rod, and sometimes he gives us a good hard whack to keep us on the narrow path that he needs, that we need to be on. Um, 
and and so too here the rod you know sometimes the, uh, parents use the rod to keep their children on the straight and narrow to help them to realize well, how is the way god would have them act and um you know as you say in the day, day and age in which we live there can be a lot of uh, uh pushback on pushback that. on the idea of using uh physical spankings for discipline but uh god makes it pretty clear that you know here i believe that, that this rod is a, is a literal rod and something that you know as parents we we shouldn't be afraid to use. Um, however, as we read here, this is not something that we use should use in an angry or a, a, a hateful way. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do use the rod, do so in a loving way. And that means that um, some, well, I always remember when I was a kid and I follow the same practice now is when I would do something that would really make my dad mad, <laughs> he'd send me to his room and we'd have to sit there and wait. And he said, later on, he'd explain to me, I would send you to my room because I needed to cool down before you know, I would hand out discipline because, you know, you, it, when, when children do things that really make your parents angry, it's easy to discipline in anger. And if you're disciplined in anger, you're sinning. Right. That's wrong. You're doing it out of hate for your hate and anger towards your child. That discipline needs to take place in love. And so if you are going to use the rod, you need to do so in love, not you should, you need to, you have to. And that's, that's what God is here telling us as well. Love to, he who loves his, him is diligent to discipline him. Uh, that's how that's how God should that's how God guides us to use discipline as parents, whether our children are little, your age, or, or you know I think of my par- yeah my parents, your parents too, continue to use the law and the gospel to help shape and move us in the direction God would have us go. Well, I know I know your mom's gone too, but isn't she still in some ways kind of disciplining you? The things she said to you, and you know she's still yeah. Sure. I mean, just like we talked about our moms right now, growing up. They remind us, this is how you parent, and this yeah. is how you do things in a godly way. And I really liked, I know you had a note here, we talked about this before, is it Hebrews 11 or Hebrews 13? Yeah. Is that the yeah, I think father? It's 11, yeah. Really look at God for the example of how he lovingly disciplines us. And I really like that you brought in Psalm 23, that rod and the staff. Isn't that the same thing? The sh- shepherd's staff was used to strike the strange sheep, but it also had the shepherd's nook or the hook that would yeah. save them too and pull them out of it which probably didn't feel good either <laughs> no <laughs> you know when that when that crook goes around the sheep's neck and yanks them back you know from over the edge of the cliff or from off yeah. the path i probably didn't feel great for the sheep but better than death you right. Know? right and i think that that's the god does the same thing with his law right yep. the law doesn't feel good but better than eternal death and that's that's what our good shepherd does for us and that's what as parents as kind of under shepherds for the Lord, uh, that's what we do for our children as well with the little lambs God's entrusted to us is uh, we try to keep them on the path. I always use the analogy, and I've probably said this a thousand times, but if you're visiting the Grand Canyon and you see a little kid running towards the edge as fast as they can, the least loving thing you can do is let them keep going. The most loving thing you can do is tackle them, <laughs> which right. might hurt you, probably probably you, but it might hurt them. Uh, but that's going to save them ultimately, right? And, right. and you know. And this, how much more important those who are running towards, you know, the spiritual cliff um, and saving them as well. All right, we've gone for a while here on this verse, longer that's, than I meant to. That's probably, good. But it's, it's, a good, it's an in-depth version. Yeah. It's one of the ones in our Read the Bible in 2020 program for today, and it just really struck me as we read through it. So uh, pray you're encouraged by this, you parents, and you're doing well. Keep, keep disciplining according to the, the way the Lord would have you do. And uh, I know there's times that it can be frustrating and difficult, and it seems like you're banging your head against the wall. But, but uh, trust and pray the Lord would bless your efforts, and and know that God uh, God does indeed 
bless the work of those Christian parents who are diligent to discipline as we're called to be. Let's pray. Lord God, bless us today as we uh, all grow in our faith and understanding of your word. Uh, help all of our us as parents or, or children to uh, dole out discipline or to accept, accept discipline according to your will. Uh, for Lord, we pray that you would use your law to break down those walls of stubbornness and pride and use your gospel to comfort the hearts that need your saving word. In your name we pray. Amen. A couple announcements I'd like to highlight for you today. Once again, we are on our summer worship schedule, so no more Bible class or Sunday school through the summer months. Um, we still have our regular 6 p.m. worship on Saturday evening and 10 a.m. worship on Sunday morning. Uh, tonight, we'll be resuming our online midweek Bible study. Uh, that begins at 7 o'clock tonight. You can look for the email uh, that will have the link to that. I think Pastor said we're somewhere in Mark chapter 10. Um, we have a number of VBS yard signs available still in the entryway. Hope you can grab one of those and let the community know about how our uh, important program uh, where we teach, again, God's little lambs about their Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, this coming Thursday, that's tomorrow, June 2nd, uh, we'll be holding our second uh, Vision, Mission, and Values meeting. That's at 7 p.m. tomorrow down in the church basement. Uh, that's going to include a brief recap from the first meeting. We're going to take a look at some survey responses that have gone out to the congregation. And then we'll deep dive into the discussion on the work, characteristics, and future of Emmanuel and work on our next steps from there. Next weekend, June 11th, is the Minnesota Delegates Conference. Uh, your delegates are myself and Pastor Radical, uh, all our male teachers. Uh, that's going to be Mr. Heinze, Mr. Hanel, Mr. Wheaton, Mr. Fisher, and Mr. Kranz. And then we also have elected two delegates uh, from our congregation, Mr. Jay Hanel and Mr. Daniel Pfeiffer. Please pray for these men as they prepare for Delegates Conference and also for the CLC Convention on June 23rd through the 26th, 2022. That's coming up later this month. Our prayer list for today, uh, we pray on behalf of the Stelter family. The Lord in his mercy called Helen Stelter home last Thursday. Uh, a funeral is being planned for this Friday. That's going to be June 3rd uh, at 11 a.m. here at Emmanuel. So I hope you can join us to support the fam Stelter family and please keep them all in your prayers. We also pray on behalf of Eileen Kreutzer. Eileen is still in the hospital uh, from a, a fall that broke her hip a uh, little over week and a half ago, I believe. Um, she's still in the hospital um, following surgery and it seems though she may be preparing to be put uh, in palliative care that is end of life care as well. Continue to keep the Leon family in our prayers. Hillary's sister, Carrie, uh, has that aggressive lung and brain cancer. Uh, so we'll pray on behalf of uh, them as well that God would bless them in the future uh, for whatever God has in store for Carrie. All right, that brings us to our uh, Meet the ILHS graduating class. I had the chance to sit down with Aaron Casto, one of our graduates yesterday. Here's what that sounded like. I'm joined today by Mr. Aaron Casto. Aaron is a, one of our recent graduates here at Emanuel Lutheran High School. Uh, Aaron, as we get started here, what is your full name? Uh, Aaron Robert Casto. Oh, Robert, and where does that come from? Uh, my grandpa. Yeah, very good. So Bob Casto, one of our faithful members here at Emanuel. Uh, Hope pray you carry on his heritage. Well, uh, Aaron, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm a recent high school graduate. Uh, I'm currently working at Painting and Masonry LLC, which is doing mostly the masonry part, but we do a little bit of painting. Uh, yeah, I'm currently in track right now. Oh. I have to go to sections here this Saturday to see if I qualify for state. Awesome. What What do you do for track? I'm a high jumper. High jumper. Okay. And what are your chances of making state? Do you think? Uh, if I get a personal record by one inch, I can make state. Okay. So yeah, that would be six foot one. 
Wow. All right. Well, yeah. blessings on that, Aaron. Hopefully, pray that goes that goes well for you. Uh, back a little, back up a little bit. You do masonry. So, what does that mean? You you do bricks and yeah, brick, mortar, lane mud, stuff like that. Okay. Well, awesome, awesome. That sounds like a lot of hard work. You're gonna buff up a little bit this summer. You think? Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> uh, Aaron, any hobbies that you have? Things you like to do that fill your time a little bit? Uh, I really enjoy kayaking and fishing. Oh. Oh, what, any recommendations for people if they want to get into kayak or fishing around here? Just do it. I mean, it's kind of a expensive startup, especially for the kayaking part, but it's worth it. Yeah. Where do you like to go? Uh, just the lakes around my house. So that would be the Jefferson Chain. Oh, okay. Very cool. Uh, Aaron, how long have you been attending Emmanuel? Uh, since kindergarten. So that's 13 years. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So what year did you start kindergarten? Do you remember? Uh, 2010. Something around 2010, there. 2010, okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Awesome. Um, Aaron, what activities, uh, extracurriculars did you participate in in high school? Well, I mentioned track, uh, oh, yeah. soccer, basketball, and drama. Okay. So track's a co-op, and that's with, who's that with? St. Clair. Down, okay. So how does that work? Just for, our, you know, our listeners don't necessarily know how that works, mm-hmm. having a co-op, how does that, how does that go? Uh, basically, the athletic director... Uh, asked a bunch of schools if they needed extra track athletes and then St. Clair reached out saying that they'd gladly have us. So for the last four or five years we've been going over to St. Clair for practices and going to meets with them. Okay so like after school you just get on a bus and head down there or do you drive yourself? Or uh, This year I drive myself but in previous years I've carpooled with people such as Ben Stelter and my sisters. Okay okay so then we just got to Emmanuel crew that heads down to St. Clair every every day after school for practice. Okay. Uh, you said you did some drama? Yeah. What what kind of plays did you do in drama? Uh, they were mostly comedic. Uh, I was never a huge fan of it. I did it because they needed people. Oh, okay. But yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for stepping up and helping out with that. That's yeah. good. Um, how about, uh, how was Emmanuel helpful in your high school career? So, you know, obviously, Aaron... You're an athlete, you know, that's going to a different school, maybe, but it had more uh, greater opportunities for you as an athlete. Why Emmanuel, and how has Emmanuel been helpful to you? I really enjoyed the small class size. Uh, the largest my class ever was was maybe 12 or 13, but it ended with four. So it was just <laughs> very one-on-one in yeah. the classes, and that really helped me. Yeah, good. I think you get to get to know your teachers a lot better when there's only a couple of them, and, you know, you're able to build a relationship there, whereas... You know, in a public school, that definitely would not be the case. Awesome. Uh, how about some problems you ran into in high school? And then the follow-up question is, then how did you overcome those problems? Well, I mean, the social aspect, having more people in a class would always be, like, it would be more fun. But then having track at St. Clair definitely helped because then I would have those friends on top of the friends here at school. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's just being able to open up more and meet more people. and Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good. Uh, how about, do you have any advice or suggestions for improving the high school experience for those students who will be following you? Or maybe, you know, uh, you know, Aaron, you're, as I've watched you develop over the past few years, you've really become one of the leaders at our school here. And now, as you leave, there's going to be an absence of leadership. So what would you recommend to those leaders following behind you and these younger kids who are, who are coming up into the upperclassmen? Uh, do all the extracurriculars you can and don't take any of it for granted. Yeah. Even drama? Even drama, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, good. Good. Uh, 
if you could start school over again, maybe not kindergarten, but maybe let's just say high school. So if you could go talk to 14-year-old Aaron, rewind four years here before you started high school, uh, what advice would you give to young Aaron? Not to slack off in the first part of high school. <laughs> yeah. I fell victim to that. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, it's always a transition going from grade school to high school. Yeah. 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 Okay. Good. How about one word to describe yourself, Aaron? Laid back. That's kind of two words, but yeah, I'll take it's it. like a compound word. <laughs> there we go. We'll hyphenate it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Laid back. Okay, good, good. Um, how about after this year, uh, Aaron? What are you doing uh, after this year? College, other opportunities? Uh, yeah, I plan on attending college at SMSU in Marshall to study pre-engineering. Okay, okay. So is that going to be a four-year program then? Or? Uh, I think I'm only going to stay there two years because I'm choosing SMSU because the pre-engineering program. Uh, I don't know which field of engineering I'd like to go into, but okay. I do know I'd like to go into engineering. Okay. Aaron, so you got this view for engineering, and we'll kind of see where God guides you and leads you through that process. Um, where do you see yourself in five to ten years? What's the big picture plan, do you think? Uh, hopefully graduated from college, because I don't want to be in college too long. Yeah. And then hopefully I'll get a job in the engineering field somewhere. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Married, kids, all, whole nine yards? Oh, I'd hope so, yeah. Oh, good. Awesome. Um, so kind of a, a, a personal question here. So Aaron, you spent 13 years here, you know, um, outside of your home, there's probably isn't a lot of places you spent as much, or maybe grandma, grandpa's house too, but it's not a lot of places you spent as much time in the last 13 years of your life as here at Emmanuel church and school. So, um, maybe a reflective question a little bit. What does Emmanuel mean to you? Um, it means it's a second home to me. Uh, like it, it, I've been here for 13 years and it's really, a, it's become a family. Hmm. So yeah, I would say it's my second family. Yeah, awesome. Well, I mean, that's certainly biblical too, right? Yeah. You know, God calls us, we're all children of God, and that's the way we're supposed to behave and act. And, you know, I think seeing the way you've developed, you know, I've known you for six, well, I've known you longer than that, but, you know, I've seen you day by day for the last six years here, and seeing you mature and develop and grow into the man you are today, I'm very excited to see what the Lord has in store for you, and it's neat to see, you know, I'm going to call you not a son, but a younger brother because I'm not that old yet. But it's nice to see one of my younger brothers here at Emmanuel uh, grow up and to see what uh, what God has in store for you. So last question I'd like to uh, shoot by you is just anything you'd like to say to our listeners. You know, many of these people who listen to this podcast are faithful members of Emmanuel. They help support the school. They love the school. They pray for the school. Pray for the teachers. Pray for the students. Anything you'd like to say, say to them? Uh, nothing in particular other than thank you for listening. All right. Awesome. Well, appreciate your time, Aaron. Uh, thank you for uh, taking the opportunity to come sit down with us. And we're look, looking forward to seeing what the Lord has in store for you in the future. All right. Thank you for having me. Thank you again to Aaron Casto for joining us with our Meet the Seniors uh, interviews. Uh, we pray the best for him going forward. And next week, we'll get a chance to meet with our last senior, uh, Mr. Joel Pepper. For our hymn of the day today, we're going to be taking a look at a hymn that I don't think I've ever sung before. Uh, hymn 626. It's a two-pager. It's called O Happy Home. O happy home where thou art loved most dearly, thou faithful friend and savior full of grace, and where among the guests there never cometh one who can hold such high and honored place. O happy home where all in heart united, in holy faith and blessed hope are one, whom bitter death a little while divideth, yet cannot end the union here begun. O happy home where two in hearts united, in holy faith are clinging unto thee, where both to thee a joyful service bringeth, hear and obey thy voice most willingly. 
where both to thee in truth forever cleaving, in joy and grief make their, thee their only stay, and fondly hope in thee to be believing, both in the good and in the evil day. O happy home, whose little ones are given, early to thee in humble faith and prayer, to thee their friend, who from the height of heaven guides them and guards with more than mother's care. O happy home, where each one serves thee lowly, whatever his appointed work may be, till every common task seems great and holy, when it is done, O Lord, as unto thee. O happy home, where thou art not forgotten, when joy is overflowing full and free. O happy home, where every wounded spirit is brought, O great physician, unto thee. Until at last, when earthly toil is ended, I'll meet thee in the blessed home above, from whence thou camest, where thou hast ascended, thine everlasting home of peace and love. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Twin Steeples podcast. Once again, Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota. For more information about the ongoing activity here, we'd invite you to check out our website, emmanuelmankato.org. Until next time, may God bless and keep you, and may you always remember, Emmanuel, God is with you.